This program deals with themes of an adult nature and is intended for a mature audience. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. And we are, as a people, inherently and historically opposed to secret societies, to secret oaths, and to secret proceedings. Our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside of this world. We must guard against the military-industrial complex. Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Fairy Tales. Because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Forces has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I'm as fire as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! The power they took from the people will return to the people. And so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery, fight for liberty! The only thing we have to fear is fear itself! Sooner or later, though. You always have to wake up. Be skeptical, but don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of Veritas, alternative media for discerning minds. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for joining me once again. And if this is your first time, make yourself at home. I want to thank all our members for your loyalty and support. Tonight's special guest is Michael Tellinger, scientist, explorer, and internationally acclaimed author who has become an authority on the origins of humankind and the vanished civilizations of Southern Africa. Michael Challenger and a team of leading scientists showed that the Sumerians and even the Egyptians inherited all their knowledge from an earlier civilization that lived at the southern tip of Africa more than 200,000 years ago, mining gold. Sounds familiar? We'll also be discussing some of the work of the late Zachariah Sitchin. Michael Challenger will be with us shortly. And speaking of Michael Tellinger, he and I will be at the East Eddy Ranch from June 24th to the 27th with other great speakers, including Bob Dean, Dr. Carol Rawson, Jenny Lamb, Neil Kramer, and of course, James Gilliland in a magnificent setting 
are one of the most famous UFO hotspots in the world. So go to our website and click on the banner for more information. I hope to see you there. To listen to tonight's full show, become a Veritas member. Just go to our website, veritasshow.com, click on the subscribe button, and instantly enjoy all of our material. Over 132 shows, Veritas TV, and the very exclusive Manticore Forum, where people around the world interact and post news and important information we don't have the time to discuss here. So don't wait any longer. For only $7.95 per month, you can listen in CD audio quality and take Veritas with you wherever you go. Subscribe today. And if you don't have the time to be downloading all our shows, you have a slow internet connection, or are a collector, purchase our futuristic 8GB metal case USB drive with Seasons 1 or 2, including bonus material. Go to the Veritas store. And don't forget, get your MMS right from us. If you have heard the term MMS but don't know what it is, go to the past shows and do yourself a favor. Listen to the interview with Jim Humble called Jim Humble versus the FDA. And if you want a Veritas subscription but cannot afford it, go to the free subscription link of our website and find out how you can get one. We are actually creating the Veritas transcription team so that we can transcribe all our shows. And if you need to get in touch with me, go to our website and click on the contact button and join me on Facebook. And now, get ready to explore the truth about the origins of humankind and how the knowledge left by the ancient ones can be used to save the future of our world. Scholars have told us that the first civilization on Earth emerged in a land called Sumer some 6,000 years ago. But new archaeological and scientific discoveries made by Michael Tellinger and a team of leading scientists show that the Sumerians and even the Egyptians inherited all their knowledge from an earlier civilization that lived at the southern tip of Africa more than 200,000 years ago, mining gold. Were we the slaves mining that gold? And has the gold mine been transformed into the 9 to 5 matrix? For the answers to these and many more questions, Michael Tellinger is coming up next. This is Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to Veritas. Don't go anywhere. Herschel, and you're listening to Very Tough Radio. Michael Tellinger is an author, scientist, explorer, musician, an actor, a true Renaissance man, or 21st century Leonardo da Vinci. Michael became a real-life Indiana Jones, making groundbreaking discoveries about ancient vanished civilizations at the southern tip of Africa. His continued efforts and analytical scientific approach have produced stunning new evidence 
that will force us to rethink our origins and rewrite our history books. He has become one of South Africa's best-selling expert authors. His regular articles on human origins and his books have been praised by readers in over 20 countries. He is the author of Adam's Calendar, Slave Species of God, and his latest, Temples of the African Gods. And directly from Panama City, Florida, somewhere in the United States where he's conducting a 28-city tour for May the 6th through July 15, 2011. And he will also be at the East City Conference in Trout Lake, Washington from June 24th through the 27th, where I will also be attending and moderating a panel discussion with Michael and other speakers. It is my pleasure to introduce for the first time on Veritas, another fellow truth seeker, Michael Tellinger. Hello, Michael, and welcome to Veritas. How are you? Excellent. I'm very well, thank you. A little uh, a little worn from the roads today, but uh, very nice to be speaking to you, Mal. My pleasure. Thank you for making the time. Folks, we've been communicating for the last uh, few weeks, and Michael, every time I talk to him, he's been in a different continent, so at least uh, I'm glad he's in my continent today. I, I must admit, I'm new to your work, Michael. In the past few days, I've been doing a lot of research about you, and let me tell you, I'm, I'm a dry sponge tonight, and I'm ready to absorb it all. I know our worldwide audience will be very satisfied with what they're about to experience. For those who may not know who you are, give us some background of yourself. And I know you've done a lot, but I'm curious to know what shaped the Michael Tellinger we know today. Well, thanks very much. It's uh, it's always difficult to talk about yourself. I personally don't like it. It's, it, it. It feels like you know a little gloating session or whatever. But but um, you know, I started out life in a musical family, um, being brought up in a classical music family. My mother was an opera singer in Europe, and um, and I was constantly surrounded by musicians, and and uh, I attended classical concerts from a very early age, and operas, and so forth. And then it was obvious that I always thought I would go into the music business or music industry. It was just a natural extension. I didn't even consider anything else. Um, that didn't turn out to be the case uh, in many ways, because when I finished uh, school, I went on to um, the University of the Witwatersrand in Johannesburg, South Africa. That's the big sort of... Um, uh, status university in South Africa with a, the big medical school that's produced a lot of uh, historic uh, stuff. And uh, I studied pharmaceutics at, at the medical school and uh, graduated in uh, 1983. Um, and uh, while I was studying, I was actively participating in the musical industry uh, and playing a lot of golf. And uh, I played, I played uh, music in, on stages. Uh, I did, for example, Joseph and his amazing Technicolor Dreamcoat for about three years. That ran. I played the part of Joseph. Um, and then I had a band and a duo with uh, uh, called Sterling and Tellinger. And we, we had a few hits in South Africa. And and so it went. And uh, then in 1985, we came to the USA. We recorded an album in Nashville, believe it or not. And um, lo and behold, we found... Uh, I'm going into a little bit more depth here because it's actually an interesting twist to the tale, which which helps to form the character that I am today. Right. Uh, and and then we found, to our shock and horror, that because we were white South Africans, they no American label would touch us with a barge pole. Uh, while mm. a, a lot of the black South African musicians were being signed up and and wined and dined in Los Angeles. Nobody would talk, would even you know talk to us. It was a very interesting experience because Absolute, of apartheid. Absolutely, there was a there was a, a thing going on called a cultural boycott, 
mm-hmm. that very few people in, in around the world are aware of. And um, if you're a white South African musician, your your uh, your career was that's it, you're doomed. And um, so I went back to South Africa and carried on in the music industry, and slowly but surely got involved in various other things like advertising and so forth. And uh, I was right; I was a writer in advertising. And, but l- uh, let me just interject for a second here. Didn't you write a song that that got you in trouble with the government? That you were harassed, and they even tapped your phone at one time. Oh yeah, that I actually wrote that while living in Los Angeles for a year, uh, trying to get a deal, and then. Uh, um, the little Steven Van Zandt um, released that song called uh, Ain't Gonna Play Sun City, uh-huh. which was an anti-apartheid song with all the American musicians. and um, <clears throat> I mean, all the big names were in it. And it was, a, it was not a very accurate depiction of the situation. And, and I got quite upset by that. And I thought, well, if anyone should write that kind of song, it should be a South African from a uh, an accurate perspective, and I wrote a song called "We Come from Johannesburg," which right. is a very staunch anti-apartheid song. Um, and uh, and I went back to South Africa, and I spent every last cent I had <laughs> recording it and releasing it, thinking that this is going to be the big thing that you know gets people to to sit and pay attention to the apartheid problem and so forth. Because I've just come from America and I experienced the reverse reverse um, discrimination myself. Um, and it it just um, unfortunately backfired because it was banned and uh, I was threatened a few times and it was interesting times. Very, very interesting. I had a similar conversation with uh, Wayne Herschel. At any rate, Michael, from an early age, you were called a jack of all trades, which in today's society is frowned upon because society wants you to specialize in something, get married and live your life in the proverbial matrix. Anyone who deviates is told, what's wrong with you? Tell us why you think society, and we'll get into all the research uh, in a minute, but tell us why you think society has built those expectations around us. It's as if they don't want us to find the truth of who we are. Well, that's exactly what you're saying, Mal. It's, uh, and, and I was just driving with my girlfriend, Daryl, uh, today on, on our way from Tampa to, to Panama City and talking about exactly that kind of thing. Because as you start to wake up and as you, as you grow in consciousness and you start to, your eyes open to the truths and the, the real activities around you, you start to recognize these little, um, little institutions that have been put into place for us to keep us enslaved and entrapped in, in certain paradigms and, and, um, and archetypes and so forth, and and role models that are created for us that are that are so far removed from the natural order of things that it, it's quite scary. And one of these things is the whole education system that we have, the education system, and as you said, the expectations that are placed on us. And uh, it is it, it flies in the face of what we naturally want to do as human beings. And and I'd like to come back to this later because. What I find fascinating is that the research that I'm doing and the discoveries I'm making are directly linked to where we are going as a species and rediscovering our natural or our, our sort of God-given um, talents and gifts that that is the way ahead as opposed to the structures that have been put in place. And what, we've, what I'm finding is that we re relearning this or the the vanished civilizations of southern africa that i'm finding i'm finding interesting clues in those civilizations what they left behind 
from what we can start to learn how to move ahead as a society today. And it's, it's a really interesting, strange twist of events that has brought us here. And the fact that we are forced into, into you know, go and get a career, go and study something, get a good career, a good, good education so you can get yourself a good job and a good career. Right. Those are the boxes that, society, that the institutions that control us have created for us because they don't want us to get out of those boxes. Absolutely. And that's where I used to be, not anymore. But recently I had a conversation with Michael Cremo. He was supposed to conduct a presentation. I don't remember if it was in Russia or in Europe, speaking of academia. At any rate, the university canceled his presentation after they found out what he was going to be talking about. Well, the students and some professors were so upset that they set up an alternate location outside of the university where double the people showed up. I guess because now they were more curious to know what he was going to be covering. It's always academia. Have you gone through a similar situation? Oh, you have no idea. Uh, I mean, the academics in South Africa uh, refuse to talk to me. They refuse to meet with me. They, when my name comes up in conversation, they just shut it down. It's spectacular. It's, uh, the, there are, however, a few that have just recently come out and emailed me and said they're very interested in my work and the research and and uh, strangely enough, they come from slightly different areas. The one email I got is from the head of Arabic religious studies at the University of South Africa, who huh. asked me to come and do a presentation to his department, and he wants to invite all the archaeologists and historians, because he, he says, well, his email to me said that what he's reading in my work uh, is very much in line with the Arabic historic studies. Now, isn't that an interesting twist of, of, of uh, fate here or situation? I find it very... Very, very ironic, yes. Yeah. And you know, Michael, on this show, as conscious beings that we are, we're always looking for the answers to what you call the holy trinity of human questions. I like that, by the way. Yeah. In all your journeys and research, have you been able to find the answers to who are we, where do we come from, and why are we here? Uh, no, I don't think uh, too many people have found those answers, uh, if any. Um, I think we have a lot of interesting clues that point us in some very interesting and, and ever-increasingly exciting directions, um, because I believe this is all, these questions are slowly but surely being answered with the, with the, with the rapid rise of consciousness. Um, and as more and more people like you and me and many others are exploring these and are opening themselves to receiving information through the cosmic, um, um, you know, database, if you want to call it that, um, which is being downloaded by millions of people every day and waking up to new realities. Um, as we move ahead, move forward and, and, and get more of this information, I think we're getting closer and closer to some very interesting answers, who we are, where we come from, and why we're here. But there it, within those three questions, what I call the the great human puzzle, are are a multitude of other um, you know other questions that that lie hidden beneath those three main ones. Um, and the the first thing that I I always remind people of is that the history of our planet is a lot stranger than we could ever possibly imagine. And uh, I mean, very 
no one describes it better than Michael Cremo in his work and his research, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I'm finding and discovering is certainly adding a whole lot to that body of evidence. Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.